caused most stalkings. Forgetfulness. Hello and welcome back to Scream 101. I'm Brennan. And I'm Sergio. And this is the third week where we dig into the secret evil back histories of Oscar winning actors. I was really, I was, could you feel me trying to write the train as it was going way off the tracks in that sentence? Because no. I was just like, I was stumbling blindly through the snow trying to reach the end of that sentence without just having it completely fall apart. Um, I didn't anyway. feel it. You need to wait for my response. So fair enough. I should listen more. You should. This is a two way street here. It is. Except usually when I ask you a question or make a comment, you stare at me bewildered and then <laughs> eventually talk. It's because sometimes you expect me to just like admit that your joke was funny and I can't give you that satisfaction. No, um, I just don't think you get my jokes most of the time. It's true. They're just really complex and difficult. Yep. I'm like an episode of Arrested Development. That's totally the reason why. Continue, Brennan. Anyway, we are going to talk about... Uh, a Best Actor nominee, Bradley Cooper, in a very early role. In a did movie. we even introduce ourselves? I don't remember saying my name. Yeah, you said it. I did? Yeah. Sarigo. I didn't say that. No. <laughs> that's just my that's my favorite way that someone has misspelled your name. That someone was my sister. <laughs> yes. Uh, in her phone contact, which she had for years. <laughs> Look, I'm not going to falter for that. She had multiple Sergios, and I guess that's how she knew I was that one. Sure. It's Sarigo. <laughs> My brother, <laughs> whose birth she witnessed. Whatever. Okay, continue. Anyway, uh, so um, we're going to be talking about Bradley Cooper in My Little Eye. But first, let's do 10-word reviews of movies we watched in the last week. And okay. we actually saw some new stuff. We did. We're okay. making use of our AMC A-list. Okay. The Wife. Glenn Close is the wife, and I am living for it. Okay. Um, I did not see that. So my review of it is, I didn't watch The Wife. <laughs> Um, and you're uninformed, so good luck going into this Oscar season. Um, oh, I think I'll do fine not having seen The Wife. Lego Movie 2, the second one. Um, <laughs> A Symphony of Colors, and why is Unikitty a lion? Great question. Uh, we'll have to rewatch the original to find out. Or maybe not, who knows. Um, my review of Lego Movie 2 is, no 22 Jump Street, but a cute enough sequel. Hmm. The Prodigy, beautifully mediocre, and run-of-the-mill horror. And my review of The Prodigy is a sublimely stupid romp, the best worst movie of 2019. (laughs) It was very fun. It was... I had a blast watching this movie. It's so lame, (laughs) but it was delightful. It was something to experience. It truly was. Taylor Schilling, just keep throwing her lead roles. He lied. Mm-hmm. I did see her in that one movie. Never mind. Continue, Brian. The dad in that movie was hot, though. He was okay. Mm, I mean. He had okay. some issues. Anyway, so we're going to talk about Bradley Cooper in My Little Eye, a.k.a. he's in one scene of this movie, and I just kind of wanted to watch My Little Eye um, because I hadn't seen it. Mm-hmm. Um, and now, I wish I'd chosen Midnight Meat Train, but what are you going to do? <laughs> he was in two horror movies? Yeah, he was. Isn't that crazy? What's Midnight Meat Train? It's a... A different horror movie. I mean, it's a, he's. 
I haven't seen it, but I assume they're on a train. Okay. And it must be nighttime. I, I can't be certain of what the okay, hour Brennan, is. Okay, Brennan, thank you for describing the title to the best of your abilities. <laughs> That's all I know. You truly are a thesaurus. Whatever. Next year, if he uh, gets nominated for A Star is Born, the sequel, where he's, I guess, spoiler alert, a, a ghost or something, <laughs> which I would watch, mm-hmm. um, we'll do this next year. <clears throat> okay. I mean, we'll do that next year. You can't be nominated for a different movie? He's well, been nominated The before. Hangover 4? He was nominated for Silver Lining's Playbook. That's true. Silver Linings Playbook 2, Every Cloud, is in this movie. Okay. Anyway, um, that was so bad. Why Why was my joke bad? Because your jokes me. are often bad, Tell and me then why. you expect me to reward them, and then I have nothing to say. No, I don't. Most of my jokes are great, but I didn't even get that one. <laughs> okay, Brandon, continue. Anyway, we rate all of our movies on scariness, campiness, effects, and quality, but first, here is the plot of My Little Eye, 2002. As read off the back of a triple feature DVD that I got from work <laughs> that also features a movie called Long Time Dead and a movie called Hood Rat, neither of which I've ever heard of. I'm down to watch Hood Rat. Honestly, yeah. It's Isaiah Washington and Ice-T, so that actually sounds kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, Long Time Dead is, does not. <laughs> it stars Joe Absalom, and it's about a Ouija board. Um, I'm just going to read you the plot of this movie first. <laughs> Listen to this. A group of college students at an all-night party dare each other to play a Ouija board. But what starts out as fun rapidly turns into a nightmare when the glass spells out the message, All Die. Like, A-L-L, Die. Which, I don't know, that's hilarious. That's like the least scary thing that a Ouija board could... Or the least scary way to say that. Mm -hmm. Because the grammar is so wonky. Mm -hmm. Anyway, here's the plot of My Little Eye. I was very excited. Uh, wanted. Five strangers to spend six months in a house with their every move broadcast on the web. If no one leaves, they'll split a million dollars. It's the newest in reality entertainment, but it may be the last thing these five people ever do. Um, are you, you, you're reaching out your hand. Do you want to touch this DVD? Yes, I do. Okay. Okay, Brennan. So what are your initial reactions to this movie? Um, my initial reactions are, um, Bradley Cooper, I knew he wasn't in it a lot, but he was in it much less than I thought he was. Mm. Um, and also the, you know, this is a, a very early two thousands movie where we were still kind of drunk on the potential of the internet. And the, the, I actually, honestly, I believe that if the concept behind my little eye of, of like, let's get five strangers like around the clock being watched on a like web series, like the Truman show Mm -hmm. Um, that I don't believe would have any traction in today's internet market necessarily, Mm -hmm. unless they were, you know, sitting on cakes or whatever. Mm -hmm. But in 2002, it makes sense because it's kind of a play on the real world, but also there, have you heard of Jenny cam? No, it was a website where this college student named Jenny just had a webcam set up in her dorm or apartment or whatever at all times. And you could just see what she was up to. And she was hugely successful because the internet was already just totally obliterated. Like what, what even is anything? Mm-hmm. But yeah, the internet was just hammered and mm-hmm. they're like, let's just watch Jenny doing, doing her homework, I guess. Mm-hmm. And this is going to be what we do now. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's kind of based around things that really did happen and that people watched on mass. So like, I believe the idea that this could have been a web series 
at least a bit more than the the web series in Halloween Resurrection, where it's like we're gonna chill in Michael Myers's house for six hours and see what happens. Mm-hmm. Anyway, what's your scariness score from My Little Eye? One. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a two, but I'm being very generous with that. It is very generous. I considered doing that, but at no point was I scared by anything. Um, you know, I'm gonna re, I'm gonna just walk that back a little bit. Okay. Uh, I thought that did we had, just vote you for president? What? Because you're walking back something you just said. Yeah, that's total. Yes, Brennan. Thank you for that electoral humor. Thank you. Um, you're getting ready for 2020, like um, uh, no. Uh, I thought that the movie. I thought it could be scary when it first started off. I was like, okay, I'm into this. Like they're setting me up for with some solid exposition. I'm down to see what's going to happen to these, this meat. It's clearly going to go awry because it's a horror movie. Yeah. Um, something like it's not just going to be them chilling in a house and winning a million dollars. I have to admit, I was hoping for like a spookier uh, kind of a movie, but how so spooky? You mean just tense in general or like something more supernatural? More supernatural only because the characters kept saying, God, this is such a creepy house. It's such an odd house that I thought that, you know, maybe there was something to that, that perhaps the house was alive with spirits. <laughs> sure. Um, but no, alas, that was not the case. The case was that it was just cameras that were watching them at all times, which, you know, admittedly is a spooky feeling knowing that you're being watched by people who you can never know. Yeah, absolutely. And they're like totally cut off from the outside world and they kind of start to go mad, but not really. And spoiler alert, one of them is kind of in on it and he just starts murdering the hell out of them in the final like day before they're supposed to, you know, get out and win a million dollars. And surprise, surprise, there's like a crazy online conspiracy conglomerate. It's it's like the hostile thing of like snuff films or whatever. Who cares? Mm -hmm. It's unfriended to belco experiment all this stuff like the dna is tracing back to really the seminal film my Mm. little eye (laughs) Mm -hmm. but (laughs) yeah escape room found its plot origins in this movie yeah there's there's a lot of uh stuff that is born or even nerve stuff like that where it's Mm -hmm. like about the kind of faceless mass of the internet and the horrible things that the anonymity allows people to do Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I think the scariest thing about this movie, I did give it a two is the fact that it opens with the dial up internet noise. And that just brought me back to a time when internet speeds were not what I want them to be. (laughs) And it was truly horrifying. Also, um, Bradley Cooper's character has a credit card that has a limit of $50,000, which first of all, yes, please. Mm -hmm. Actually, no, that would, I would be irresponsible with that card. Yeah, you would totally be irresponsible with that card. <laughs> but second of all, <laughs> we don't need to drag me in the mud any more than necessary. Um, they were talking about how like $50,000, that could buy a house. And I'm like, mm. uh, to be in the Midwest before the bubble burst. <laughs> you mean before the bubble even existed? Oh, yeah? Yeah. The bubble wasn't just there? <laughs> No, I mean, like, the bubble, um, like, is about, like, how, like, those rising housing costs, and then eventually just it deflated to, like, lower housing costs. Oh, okay. Pre-bubble, then. So, yeah. Like, a decade, but not, like, a good six years before the bubble. But 2002, though. The, so, didn't the bubble burst in 2008? Yeah, so, like, six years before. So, was the bubble also created in 2008? 
No, the bubble was like things led up to the bubble. Look, we don't need to talk about like real estate right now, okay? Back to the movie. <laughs> so my review of the big short is five out of five. I learned so much. Apparently not. Yeah, I guess not. Um anyway. Um I was just fifty thousand dollars and they're like, that could buy a whole house and I was like, Since when? Maybe this is just me being like, you know, California boy and uh-huh. our real estate prices are just out of control. Mm-hmm. But that made me sad because I wish I could pay that much money for it and just own a house. Uh-huh. Fun fact, the houses on my block originally, like in the thirties, sold for that much money. And how much do they sell for now? I know you know this. Um recently a house in my neighborhood sold for like three quarters of a million. That's insane. Okay. Anyway. Yeah, um, it was insane. That house was way overpriced. Actually, no, it wasn't three quarters. It was like 600 something, but might as well have been three it's quarters. It's more than 50,000. Yeah. Um, but anyway. They overpaid for that house. Continue. Um, I think the movie in the third act, when it does turn into like a murder spree, it, it's kind. It's not very coherent or particularly well executed narratively mm-hmm. because you're like, has anything led up to this? Like all of their tensions and fears and they're all kind of being driven mad by like awful things from their past mm-hmm. and nothing really comes of that. And this one dude just kind of flips and starts murdering them. And you're like, mm-hmm. why do I care? And I still don't really know anything about any of these people. And it is, that's kind of frustrating. But all of a sudden the director wakes up and is like, oh yeah, I'm making a horror movie and stuff just starts going bug nuts mm-hmm. like the soundtrack is slowing down and we've getting these weird crazy camera angles which is like we're getting all sorts of weird like voyeuristic angles in this movie because it's mm-hmm. basically it's a, it's a found footage movie mm-hmm. of of these webcams but he just kind of throws in a lot of like disorienting off kilter you know horror movie stuff and mm-hmm. i found it interesting and i was actually like engaging with it more in the third act than I was with the first two, mm-hmm. even though I feel like it didn't present me a consistent piece. Mm-hmm. Understandably. So the first two acts were just boring. Um, yeah. You know, you don't necessarily need like a timeline to know, you know, like, Oh, day one, everybody's happy. Day two, everyone's still happy. Day 95, people are less happy. Um, but a timeline does help with at least knowing just some basic like answering basic questions because that's true. When the movie started off, it was clear that like a certain amount of time had passed by between when the experiment started and where they were now, where we were greeting them inside mm-hmm. the house. And I was like, "How much time has passed by?" Um, like there is a dropped line that it is their final week mm-hmm. in the house, but mm-hmm. it is not really an obvious line at all. She says something about like, "Oh, next week we're gonna get some money." Like it was kind of offhand, and if you weren't paying attention it would totally just slip by you Mm -hmm. because it's in the middle of a bigger conversation Mm -hmm. and then yeah you're right because like you don't really know how much time has passed like there are nights and there are days but you don't know where in the week you are ever Mm -hmm. until like the very last day when they're like Mm -hmm. we just gotta make it through tonight and guess what they don't Mm -hmm. yeah no that's that's like that's it yeah there was a movie that i was watching that had the days listed in like big print was it the boy or the prodigy uh no never mind you can just continue (laughs) okay i don't know um as for campiness i'm gonna give you my score i'm giving it one out of five how about you two okay so we switched um what did you find campy about it when she got like some kind of plaster of paris cat yeah i forgot about that she immediately went to go make fun of it 
Um, when she knew the guy was on the other side of the door and could clearly hear her. She didn't know that he was on the other side of the door. Well, she, look, he was standing there. She shut the door. Where does she think he is? She thinks that he would have left. That Like any sane person, he would just leave. Um, but unlike her, any sane person would just be like, look, it's cute. It has a certain charm to it. She and her friend openly mocked it. And then the next thing we know is that this guy hangs himself. R.I.P. guy. Yeah. And we learned that he's the only one who is actually, because everyone kind of talks about their motives for being in it. And most of them are like, I want a million dollars. And this guy, he was literally just in it because he wanted friends. And that's so sweet and so sad. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because look, if there's one thing I know about reality shows is that I didn't come here to make friends. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's the one thing I know. Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I guess you're right. Like, the, the cat thing is weird. Um, it's just funny. Yes. There's <laughs> also a line at the very end where they were talking about, or, like, we're revealed that the, there's, like, a cop guy who shows up, but he's also part of the company, mm-hmm. like, the mysterious conglomerate of people. And basically, the company is just him and Bradley Cooper, who shows up as a mysterious drifter who has sex with a, one of the girls. Mm-hmm. Um immediately yeah (laughs) like he shows up and for about two and a half minutes into his screen presence he is just hardcore pounding this girl to a song that i cannot repeat the lyrics to um but it is great and then about 45 seconds after that he leaves the movie (laughs) Mm -hmm. um it's very special and exactly what i would use bradley cooper for if he showed up in my life so i don't blame her Anyway, what was I talking about? Oh, yeah. So <laughs> the company is just him and this cop guy. And he's like, who do you think they are? You know, like, because he's constantly like, oh, the company, they mm-hmm. will like reward me for murdering all these people. Mm-hmm. And he's like, they is us, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is my favorite line of anything ever. <laughs> I'm going to get that tattooed on my wrist. <laughs> They is us. Yeah. It's such a beautiful, beautifully weird line. Um, anyway. In which the other becomes personal. Okay, the whatever. Like, what? we don't, oh, yeah. This is not an so English class. My joke is terrible. <laughs> my joke was the one that's so nonsensical. Yes. Okay, continue. You were going to say, are we going to a different category? Well, I was going to say the uh, the cat ceramic thing may or may not have tied in with that girl's backstory, which is a little campy and just how freaking dark it is yeah. where she and her friend had like some sort of prank war where they could, would try to scare each other. And it started off by just jumping out from behind trees and going boo. And it ended with her like, cause he snuck his kitten into school in his knapsack and she switched the kitten out with a brick, which weighed the exact same, same. So I totally get it. And she tosses the knapsack into a, a pool and he's supposed to think that the kitten drowned and then she's like surprise here's your kitten it's alive and she was like shocked that he was mad mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, she's a horrible person mm-hmm. and she's the one who survives the longest and we're supposed to be like go you mm-hmm. she actually makes it to the end she's yeah, alive by the end of the movie that's true although it's implied that she will die of starvation eventually I guess so. It actually she just seemed, locked in a room. Seemed like it became Saw at that point. She was in a very Saw-like room. Oh, yeah. It was very game over. Mm-hmm. So I guess, I guess that's where the sequel was headed. Oh, my Little Eyes? Yeah. It's just her starving to death in a white room? Apparently, there's a four-hour cut of this movie out there God. somewhere. So yeah, maybe I'd... that's where... 
that's that's where the other three hours went was in her starving i don't know but yeah no i read on imdb which isn't always the most trustworthy news source but it did say that this movie was almost pulled from theaters after a disastrous preview screening of a four-hour cut which of course of course that would go poorly. <laughs> this movie was barely good enough for 95 minutes. Mm-hmm. This is a concept that is designed to be exactly 82 minutes long, mm-hmm. not four hours. Mm-hmm. Anyway, what's your effects score? Two. I'm giving it a three. That's very nice of you. That is very nice of I you. thought I was being generous with it, too. So I don't know what you've been huffing, but I just passed over here. For, you know, it's obviously a low-budget movie, but there are some very fun kills in the end, and some of them are remarkably bloody, and I had a good time with it. Was there anything that stood out to you at all? Uh, any good kills? Yeah. Let's go start with the first one. Okay. So the first one is the guy kills himself. Yeah, he, he hangs himself. And then... Which- this happens a lot in movies. Like, I was just rewatching Happy Death Day where Jessica Roth hangs herself. And I'm like, how do these people know how to tie nooses? Because even if I wanted to, which I don't and nobody should, um, I, I wouldn't know how to tie a noose. Mm-hmm. I do not have that. I do not possess that skill. You weren't in Eagle Scouts or Boy Scouts. Do they teach Eagle you how to make nooses in the Scouts? They make knots. That is macabre. Uh, so then the second person to die was the girl. Yeah, she gets a plastic bag over the face like Black Christmas. Uh-huh. And then the third was the guy to get his head completely severed off. Yeah, just decapitated with an axe, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. Then the next person to technically die was the guy who'd already killed the other two people. Yeah, the murderer guy. He's he's staring at the girl who's gun- who's trapped in the room through like this little porthole window, mm-hmm. and his head just explodes. Mm-hmm. Which I, I loved that effect. That, that was that's pretty like good. The big re- it, it was very bloody and exciting. Mm-hmm. I think that was probably my favorite one, um, only because he expected to live. Yeah, which look, you, you I don't know why he was trusting these people. You can't live in one of these movies. It's always nihilistic, and there's always like some bigger conspiracy, and mm-hmm. who cares, and yada yada yada. It's not really a subgenre I care for very much. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess that brings us to quality score. That makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. Just as day flows naturally to night and humanity progresses ever forward. Okay, give it a two. Building cities. Two. Cities crumbling into dust. And I give it a two. It's two cities. Ashes to ashes. Okay, yeah. A tale I, of two cities I also and gave two it, stars. I also gave it two out of five. Thank you. You're welcome. Why? It just wasn't very good. Yeah. It was tedious. Um Except for the end, which I did enjoy, but it it, it is a quite a slog to get there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a very boring movie, um, but I will say it kept my attention. So it, it did do that, but only because you're like, oh, I wonder where it's going, and the answer is absolutely nowhere. And here's a different movie. Yeah, at the it end. seemed to have a good way of like kind of like hooking you back in, mm-hmm. but then that hook just kind of sizzled out. And time for the other hook to like kind of grab you in and to sizzle out and go nowhere. So I think that's kind of how I uh-huh. saw the movies. Yeah, it's a it's a bunch. It's it's like in the epidermis level of your skin. The hook is like mm-hmm. the hook is there and it's attached, but it's nowhere deep and it never really digs in. Yeah, you never get you never get a full enjoyment out of it. Like you're 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 not being like pulled along by the movie. You're just kind of tethered to it. Mm-hmm. Um. 
But what what do we think of Bradley Cooper in this movie? Obviously, he was in it for probably less than five minutes. He was useless. Really? But he was beautiful. And he was shirtless at one point. His character added nothing to the movie. But he was... Us is they. Or they is us. And us is Bradley Cooper. It added nothing to the movie. If I didn't know better, I would think that he was like one of the people responsible for making this movie and then just adding himself to see himself have sex on screen like a Tommy Wiseau. <laughs> um, yeah, we, we, sorry, that, that was funny. You actually, I will acknowledge that you made a nice joke. Thank Congratulations. you. Um, yeah, because I, I heard that he came in to kind of cause some turmoil in the, within the group. Mm-hmm. Um, and he thoroughly I, did. It was negligible. Yeah, it, it was negligible. But yeah, I was expecting his presence to be the major turning point in the movie of like kind of causing the group to turn in on themselves as they try to figure out what to do with this newcomer and who who they don't trust. And it's like, I trust him. I don't. And they kind of split into factions. I was expecting all this and nothing, nothing, Mm -hmm. you're right. Nothing came of it. Mm -hmm. He has no reason to be in it. Um, Except for the kind of like twist where he talks to the camera and he's like, I told you I could bang her. Mm -hmm. But I thought that just, my theory was that he was a fan of the show mm-hmm. who like triangulated their location and just like wanted to be part of it mm-hmm. and not like part of a conspiracy. Mm-hmm. And that probably would have been a better. No, I thought that too. I thought he was like a fan of the show who um, like had bet someone like a Reddit forum that he could like banger. Uh, and then here he was to banger yeah. um, to prove that he could, but that was just not what I wasn't ended up being the truth. No. And Honestly, I could care less. Yeah, no, it, it it's a worthless character, but I think he, you know, he has charisma in it. I think he's doing a good job, and I think the real thing is that everybody panics because they can sense that they're in the presence of someone who can actually act, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Get him out of the movie! Get him out of here!" <laughs> um, not that anyone was bad in this, but they're all very unremarkable. Mm-hmm. And he does have. Something like the second you see his face in the window, obviously because he's a beautiful man, mm-hmm. but also he like has something. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't say Bradley Cooper is like one of our great actors or whatever. He's, he's. Good. We're literally watching him because he's nominated for an Oscar. Look, great actors are not always nominated for Oscars, and vice versa. <laughs> um, look, Casey Affleck won an Oscar. I'm saying not the Oscars aren't always right. All right, awards aren't everything. Yeah, no, but obviously he, you know, he's in the conversation as like a good actor or whatever. That's mm-hmm. not like contested at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's got he's got something. This 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 kid has it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, yeah. Also, this movie got very porny at times, where it's like, oh, here's a lady taking a shower. Aren't you gross for wanting to be part of this? That's another reason why I thought Bradley Cooper was a, like possibly a producer on this. Yeah, you did. You made me turn down the volume by like thirty clicks because it was very porny. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, that's God. it. Yeah, we're yeah, good. That's it. This movie is it is thin. Nothing really happened. No. Anyway, um, <laughs> any closing thoughts? No. No, I'm excited for our last one. I am. 
And I hope it's better than this one because I was excited for this one too and I was wrong. But you never know. Okay. Uh, I will tell you what we're watching next week. But first, here's how you can get in contact with the show. You can find us on Twitter at Scream101Pod. You can find us on Facebook at Scream101Podcast. Email us at Scream101Podcast at gmail.com. Subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts and stuff and give us five stars. Also, our theme song is A Beat for You by Pseudo Echo. And next week, um, because there is such weird competition in the best actress category to the point that I couldn't really find anything for any of the people because it was a combination that we haven't already covered. Yeah. It was a combination of stuff we've already covered or stuff I've already seen that you have no interest in or like newcomer actresses who don't have a lot of film roles under their belt. Um, so I'm actually going to the golden globe best actress nominations Mm -hmm. and we're going to be watching Emily Blunt, who was nominated for Mary Poppins returns. We're going to watch her in 2007's wind chill, which is kind of like a, a wintry road trip thriller, which I'm pretty excited for. (gasps) It's like joyride. I hope it's like joyride. Probably not. You never know. Mm -hmm. I don't know that much about it. Mm-hmm. But it's Emily Blunt and it's cold, and I like both of those things. A cold Emily Blunt, we stand. <laughs> okay, so yeah, so then that was this movie, and that's going to be next week, and I'm ready to 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 watch it. Yeah, and until then, good luck on your journey. Stay gold, everybody. Bye bye. This episode was brought to you by Pod People Productions. To find more episodes of this show and others, please visit PodPeople.me. It's podcasts for the weird at heart.